This is the OCML Podcast. Enjoy local music. Hey, hey, happy Monday, or whatever day you're listening to this. This is the OCML Podcast. I'm your host, John Safari, and this is episode number 87. And we are going to talk about... Um, I totally forgot how to articulate it because we couldn't decide on the name, so I'm just going to throw it to Nolan. Uh, it, it's not the greatest title ever, but it's uh, five artists I fell in love with after seeing them perform live. I'm sure there's a better way to summarize that title, but who that's influenced what... you? No one. I mean, I mean, uh, your top five biggest influences live. How's that? Oh, well, that's a completely that's different a completely subject. different. Subject, yeah. <laughs> These are people that you like surprised you that you were like, damn, those yeah. guys were dope. Oh wow! Like, like they we weren't work, bad. Yeah, cool. Oh, I had no idea who they were, and I was like, oh, what the fuck is this? This oh, is great. All right, all right. Yeah. So, Nolan, what's number five? Uh, <laughs> number five. Um, I'd start with this chick that I just saw over at the Brooklyn Bowl in Las Vegas. Uh, saw her open with uh, this artist called the Glitch Mob. Um, I'm pr- pretty sure she pronounces it Elohim. Um, she's this really amazing, like poppy EDM producer. Um, she makes really sad music, but it's like really happy at the same time. And, um, wait, 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 wait. it's fun. It's fu- like her, the, okay. like the, like the lyrics are super depressing and it's about like depression and anxiety and stuff like that. But then like it's delivered like, in like this, beat, like, it's like this poppy sort of like sound. And, um, it's, it's like kind of like. Uh, some of the songs are like almost like sinister because like she has this very beautiful fragile voice, but then like what she's talking about is really fucked up. And um, then she has like some more like romantic songs which are really great. Um, but uh, my favorite song by her would be "Half Love" because it almost feels like it's a disco track. Uh, and the chorus lines uh, "Don't half love me, love me all the way," and it which sounds like a very like radio thing, but like I don't know, it just makes me want to shake my ass. So, <laughs> um, for uh, number four, um, another uh, pop act, I guess you would call him uh, Stromae. He's this. Uh, he's the, in my opinion, he's the European version of Justin Timberlake because the guy can like sing and dance and perform, and uh, he's just incredibly talented. He's a really big deal over in Europe, but here no one knows him. Uh, I walked past his set at Coachella 2014, and uh, my friend and I were just kind of standing there because we had nobody to see. And we were like, what the fuck is this French shit? Because he speaks in, in French. And uh, we were just, like, entranced by his by his performance. It's still, to this day, the best show I've ever seen in my life. Um, he uh, would do different things. Like, for one song, he, pre- he pretended to OD and die on stage. And, like, he foams at the mouth and stuff and, like, has a seizure and falls to the ground while the music's, like, still playing. Mind you, he had a full orchestra in the background, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, That's fucking rad. Yeah, it was really a cool. Full or- wow. A full orchestra. And um, and then when he falls on the, st- on the stage, like, this very, like, average-looking stagehand. Like, the guy had a walkie-talkie. He, like, he was in, like, his regular – like, he didn't look like he was a character or something – Comes over and just drags him off stage. I'm like, my friend and I look at each other. Wait, did we just watch this guy fucking die on stage? And um, and just just when we were thinking that, he says like a line into the microphone and then like puts his arm out to the crowd with the microphone and the crowd like finishes the line. I was like, this is fucking amazing. And um, as he's being dragged off the stage, the whole stage goes dark and the big screen behind him uh, has like these spider legs that are coming on on each side of the screen. And the spider legs slowly move in towards the center of the sc- of the screen while the whole stage goes dark, while the while the orchestra is still playing like this really sad music. 
So the whole stage goes dark, and then maybe 30 seconds later, maybe a full minute, he comes back on stage in a brand new uh, costume as if he is reborn, and he plays the next song. And it was fucking Whoa. amazing. Yeah. Talk uh, about a performance. Yeah. Like, that's the shit I love. Yeah. I love that. His name's Stromae, and it's S T R O M A E. My favorite. Stromae. Stromae. Oui. Sounds like a cologne. My favorite track from him would be, I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's Human a la I don't know. It translates from French to English as Human Overboard. And it's uh, human mo- overlord overboard. Oh. Yeah, you got really excited for a second. <laughs> I wish, um, but yeah, that was an amazing performance that I, I didn't expect to come across. You know, I, I I feel like there's a lot of really awesome performances out there that if people were just open to trying new things, mm-hmm. they would have these uh, you know experiences that you're talking about. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, like we were talking about before we started the show, like. Uh, when we built the cross festival mm-hmm. that wasn't it's not really my style you know mm-hmm. and then sitting on stage watching that band the presets was like those guys were awesome yeah like that was like one of the coolest things that i've seen that i wouldn't have seen had i not been there because i wouldn't have gone to see it right mm-hmm. and and for that that's like dude go check out some stuff that you're not like necessarily into because you might find out that you're into it and what's cool is that like that was an opening band too like you know a lot of people weren't even in the festival yet and so a bunch of people missed out on this incredible band yeah they were so good um there was one uh, i worked a show for a band called ministry uh over at the ventura theater uh those guys are awesome yeah and they had this uh chick open uh for them called uh chelsea wolf i mean it's a band but it's centered around the singer chelsea wolf and she is this like gothic princess. She is the most amazing. I can't believe like how amazing her voice is. Um, and uh, if you know Ministry, you know they're more they're like industrial metal gods. You know, they're it's. Um, I mean, w- would you say it's fair to say, Kevin? Not unless you heard their first album. <laughs> is, it, is the first album crap or what? You you haven't heard their first album, Effigy? I guess not. Ooh, do yourself a favor and listen to that early Depeche Mode shit that uh, okay. they put out. <laughs> uh, no, definitely. Uh, once they got past their emo phase, they definitely turned into that industrial band that really kind of created a scene. I, I want to say I, they were before Nine Inch Nails oh, was yeah. mainstream. So. And uh, what's cool is that because, you know, they're the headliner, but their direct support is this gothic singer that, like, you know, I would, I mean, it, fit, it fits the genre a little bit, but it's not something I would have expected. And uh, I was completely blown away by her. Um, she has uh, a record out called Hiss Spun, and it's just this really creepy, beautiful record. Uh, my favorite track off of that would be uh, 16 Psyche. And... Um, they do weird things with their guitars. They occasionally have like gutturals in the background, uh, like with like her beautiful high pitched voice. Like it's it's really cool. And if I had not you know been there early, I would not even noticed. Uh, I I and what I'd know. Dak, ah, you just said what I think I needed to like hammer home <laughs> with this episode. Be at the whole show, please. Like don't go just for the headliner because you're gonna miss these awesome experiences. Like there's a reason that these people are on the road with them and. It's going to blow your mind. Some of my favorite bands were openers to that headliner that I was going to go see back oh, in the day, yeah. you know? Definitely. And, and you're like, like, and I can totally say that. Like, one of them is, you know, they're not that popular, but the classic crime from Seattle. Like, they always toured with this other band that I liked from Arizona. Mm-hmm. Both of them never really made it bigger than regional bands, but 
they're like one of my top ten favorite bands of all time, and I would have never seen them if I wouldn't have shown up for the whole show. What are they called? Again? Uh, the Classic Crime. The Classic Crime. Yeah. I've heard of them. Um, but yeah, with with that, I mean, um, I went to go see Lamb of God over at the Fox Theater over in Pomona. Uh, Lamb of God's always been one of my favorite bands, and uh, their direct support was Behemoth, who I've al- also always loved. But for whatever reason, I just kind of like stopped listening to them for a while. Um, but when I saw Behemoth live, it like. Uh, reminded me why this band is so fucking great jesus christ their their last record uh the satanist is one of the most like uh, it's just it's scary how passionate they are about <laughs> satanism <laughs> it's just one of those things where i was like man like you know i feel kind of weird listening to this but it, it's so good um and uh they have like they had these backdrops uh, that the guitarist would stand behind and uh, the majority of the stage would go dark while they had like these red lights shine through these backdrops and the backdrops had these wings on them. And so when the guitarist would stand in front of them, it looked like they had like these wings behind them and it was like this just sinister red look and it was so cool. Um, and um, A little bit of stage production goes a long way, right? Yeah. And, um, and it, like I had always loved their song uh, called Oh Father, Oh Satan, Oh Son. And then, like, once I saw it live, I was like, this is the greatest song ever. Like, just, <laughs> like, just plain and simple. And, uh, and so, like, I, I bought the, their last record, The Satanist, immediately, and I went home and listened to it, and I haven't been able to stop listening to it. It's so good. If you're into metal and you're into, like, ass, like some serious passion, like, it's, it's amazing. That's how I felt with that Fit for an Autopsy record from last year. <sighs> like, it's just, like, there's, there's so much passion in his vocal. And, yeah. Like, it's and it's crazy because you know a lot of people just think that um, you know metal is just anger and, and stuff like that and it's not. I mean, obviously with obviously uh, there is that I there mean, is that component. That's, that's but, the main component, I would say. Yeah. But like, there are so many other variations that go into it, and there's so many other things, especially with Behemoth, uh, with like that the record called The Satanist. Like, you would think it would just be like some really overtly like offensive record or something like that, and it's really just like it's just a religious record, in my opinion. Like, um, I, this is kind of off subject, but like, there's a band called Watain, uh, who's a black metal band. And um, when I put it in uh, one of their last records onto my iTunes, it came up as religious music as the genre. Wow. And I just thought that was the funniest thing ever. And I thought about it, I'm like, honestly, like, it is though. Like, there's no reason they shouldn't be called that. Um, and fair uh, point. Yeah. I, I, I was in. It's just not the religion you usually think of, but exactly, it's still, yeah. it's still religious, right? So, yeah. Meh. Um, but I'll go ahead and wrap this up here with the last one. Um, this band called Comrades, we actually booked recently. Um, we had them over at a, a skate shop called Program over in Fullerton. Uh, Comrades are this amazing um, post-rock band. Uh, they were mainly instrumental for a while. Now they have a lot more vocals that go into it. Okay, um, yeah. When, I, when we had them out three years ago at uh-huh. the Copper Door, they yeah, were just yeah. instrumental. Yeah. And they were uh, fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, and I think it was on that tour that I saw them at, at their Fresno date. Uh, my friend Frick uh, uh, had booked the show, and he was telling me to go to it. And uh, I never listened to them. I didn't even want to listen to them before I got there. Like, I just wanted to be surprised. And I got there, and, like, it was just, like, I couldn't believe, like, how powerful a set could be in a fucking skate shop. Oh, no, it was a record store at the time. Yeah, it was at Dynamite Vinyl. And it was at this little tiny, like, back room that was just all black at the time with, like, some spray paint on it. And, like, they they still commanded that room as if it was, like, a gigantic stage. Um, and they're, like, the nicest, sweetest human beings that you'll ever meet. Um, I would I tried to pick a favorite track from them, but, like, I really can't because, for me, like, I can't just listen to one of their songs. I listen to their full records. 
And so uh, I love records like that. Oh, dude, like, yeah. I feel like a lot of people don't appreciate the record anymore. Right. And I know the three of us at this table right now really do. Yeah. And like, I fucking love a record that yeah. like I want to listen to as a record. Yeah. You know, like that's like the. I think that means that they nailed that shit. Oh you know? yeah, and their last record, uh, Lone Slash Gray, Lone Gray, is uh, like is just like that, where you can't you can't listen to a part of it. You feel like you're listening to it almost out of context. It's like listening to a stand up comedy CD and only listening to two of the tracks. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, wait a minute, where yeah. did he come into that, and where's he going with it? Like, yeah. And so, like, Comrades, like, uh, like they just have full albums that you just need to listen to. Um, and that first chick that I mentioned, uh, Elohim, uh, her last album, uh, her new record, um, I, I'm a piece of shit, I can't remember what it's called. Um, but uh, Shun the Non-Believer. Uh, I think it's just a self-title, maybe. Yeah. Um, but um, What is that? Elohim? Elohim. Elohim. Uh, E-L-O-H-I-M. And... Um, I love her record because um, it's really well bodied. There's, you know, like that one disco track that I was kind of talking about. There's one that's just like a mean ass techno song. There's another one that's like a really gorgeous, like uh, romantic song. And there's all there's all these different like things to it, and it, and it's a, a well bodied record, as I like to say. So I like you were saying, I really appreciate when somebody can make a good record. Yeah, I, I mean, especially today. You know, today it's <laughs> yeah. all about the single and, exactly. and then rolling out another single. And uh, when, when a record comes out, it's a full record. It, I just, it's just, uh, it just sounds like a bunch of stuff like that you kind of compiled. Like it sounds like a compilation yeah. more. Isn't it? uh, yeah. yeah. It's like a bunch of singles that have different vibes that are meant for different things. And it's yeah. like, ah, cool. Like you wrote some good songs, but yeah. it, that didn't flow together. They didn't tie together. And, exactly. Uh, I, love, uh, I love albums. Uh, same. And I also love going to to shows and finding new new music I was not expecting. To Absolutely, find, so. <laughs> and I, I I do that all the time. You do that all the time, and yeah. uh, I don't think that you listeners do that enough. So get to it. Check out some stuff that you haven't checked out before, because once you see some of this stuff live, and you're gonna get sucked into it like we have, and the energy and the atmosphere oh, yeah. is just it it, it it'll change your opinion about things that you might have been set on hating a certain style of music forever Same. and then you go experience it and you're like wow i get it yep. like that stuff's cool and like i that, it's a very it's, it's a very cool. very it's a very very valuable thing to feel because i used to only like two genres and yeah. now i like everything yeah, so exactly. it's you know it, it's 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 amazing to be able to be a part of all these different things mm-hmm. and notice the differences but look at it it's like it's all the same yeah and yeah. you can see the similarities yeah. between two polar opposite genres yeah. so absolutely so um you know we would like to hear from you on this one what is a band that blew your mind when you saw them live whether it be the first time or the sixth time like we want to hear from you on this um hit us up on our facebook uh again we're here every monday with the ocml podcast so tune in next week and uh we will hear from you guys soon peace bye-bye Get the best local bands on stage and online at ocml.us. Enjoy local music.